Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post-show for March 24th, 2023. I am your host, J.D. from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings, wherever you may be. Next week, we won't be coming to you live from the OTS venue as you see it now, but we'll be coming to you from the OTS venue right downstairs, right below me. You guys need to be watching on YouTube next Friday, man. Don't listen to the audio show. Don't listen on Podbean or iTunes or Spotify. You need to see this for yourselves, man. My mother's basement, we've taken the uh, age-old meme that wrestlers and trolls alike love to use, and I turned it into an absolutely fucking beautiful concept that my guys over at Deviate Design are going to blow you away with, man. I can't wait. We are legitimately one week away. It's the most, listen, it's the most exciting thing about my WrestleMania week, debuting this new thing, man. It lined up so perfectly. I can't wait for you guys to see this. Uh, It is going to be a brand new interactive experience for the show, 
Uh, we will be doing big things next week. Come dress to impress. Come drinking your favorites, and I mean favorite cold beverage, and make sure it is ice cold, and we're going to have a damn good time, man. We're going to kick WrestleMania weekend off like nobody in this community will be able to duplicate, man. I love that. Can't wait to see you guys uh, in the venue next week and to see your reaction for the latest extension of the OTS universe, man. It's going to be great. SmackDown. I wouldn't say SmackDown was great. It was largely uneventful and boring. Uh, it wasn't a bad show by any means, but it did further storylines. One in particular, and that is Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. And we might as well start off with that. That was the most important thing that happened on the show. You know, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a little bit of a hot take here because uh, that's what we do. And uh, I love triggering people in the community. Uh, apparently, any- anything I say is, is being um, is really being monitored under a microscope. A- everything, legitimately. Oh, well, you- you- your takes are terrible, man. How, how many more L's are you going to take this year? I don't take L's, man. I only hand L's out to the rest of you fucking geeks. I don't take L's. There's nothing but W's coming off this show. We've been right about nearly goddamn everything on this fucking show. But a little bit of a hot take for you, man. I I know a lot of people, some people in the community are very, very sensitive, overly sensitive in some circles about Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You, You got your Cody fanatics who think that he's done enough since being back to warrant a WWE championship victory at WrestleMania. Then you got, you know, people like me and my camp who don't think he's done enough, and we need a little bit more Cody in the oven for a a WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship victory over Roman Reigns. Uh, That's not something that WWE likes to hand out every, uh, every single year. You know, Roman Reigns has been undefeated for three years now. So they're not just gonna hand that, that loss, that first loss, they're not going to hand out breaking 1,000 days to just anybody. And yes, Cody is just not anybody. You know, he is a megastar. He is the guy. I don't know how many times I have to tell you guys he is the guy, but he's not the guy right now. Roman is the guy. Roman has done absolutely everything humanly possible to continue to prove to you guys that he is the guy. I I do not want to see Roman lose the championship. And I want Cody to see himself through the process. You know, a torn peck is not enough. Rumble win at number 30 is not enough. You know, people are so, well, Stardust, uh, the the torn peck, uh, hell in a cell. These things don't matter. Cody is not that guy anymore. Cody is is the guy that we saw him when he left AEW. The the, the AEW version of Cody that has been built over the last seven years, that's the Cody that we need. That Cody has not done enough in WWE. That's my point. If you don't understand that, continue to please make excuses and push your own narrative on that. So to me, the build... For Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, it is just not there. Am I excited for the match? Of course I am. I can't wait to fucking see the match is going to be fucking great. The crowd is going to be fucking great. The, the whole aura of it, the, the experience of it is going to be fantastic. 
But this is my hot take. This is my hot take. Outside of the Usos, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the Tag Team Championships. That's my number one. That's the most exciting thing on the show to me. That's my number one match on WrestleMania weekend. The second best build for WrestleMania season concluded tonight in Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. This has been the best feud for WrestleMania outside of what I just mentioned with the Usos, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I would put it ahead Roman and Cody. I would absolutely put it ahead of Roman and Cody. The build has been perfect. They have not rushed. I mean, this thing's been building since last year. They've taken their time with it. The strategic move of Rey Mysterio over to SmackDown and Baron Corbin over to Monday Night Raw because Rey wanted to get away from his son. The little things that Triple H did to continue this feud and get this feud to a point where it didn't overstay its welcome and it didn't get boring and they didn't do it weekly, running out of ideas and running the fucking train with the wheels spinning over and over and over again, doing the same shit every fucking week. They have strategically went about the Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio feud in the most perfect, well-timed, brilliant way possible to a point where there's enough there. You see, the amount of time that Ray and Dominic have had on TV together, that's what Cody Rhodes needs. That's what I'm talking about. If you guys want a good example, that's what I'm talking. Sami Zayn's another one. Why? Ask yourself. Ask yourself these questions while watching this show tonight. Why does JD like these two matches and the build to these two matches more so than Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, given that Cody and Roman is the mega match for WrestleMania weekend. Long-term booking. It's very simple. It's very simple. Why am I more intrigued in those two matches? Why do I consider those two matches the top of the line feuds going into WrestleMania more so than Roman Reigns and Cody? Long-term booking. They have been strategically placed and we've seen it played out over, over months and months and months to a point where this is it. It's enough. You know. You know it's time. That's what Cody and Roman don't have. That's the best way for me to explain it to you. The Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio feud has been built beautifully. The weeks and weeks and weeks of denial, I'm not going to wrestle you, son. I love you. I can't do that. I'm not going to give you what you want. Him joining Judgment Day and breaking his father's heart for Rey Mysterio to go to SmackDown and then, you know, nice and easy. They snuck him in there because he's, you know, obviously a part of Rhea Ripley's act. Mommy is on SmackDown challenging Charlotte Flair, the android for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So where Rhea Ripley goes, Dominic goes. And that's the same brand that Rey Mysterio's on, and they just picked it up very casually. They didn't do anything over the top. They didn't force anything. Everything just naturally, organically happened to where we see it now. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, including me, everybody's like, oh, yeah, they got to do something at the Hall of Fame to really get this match to where it needs to be. You know, don't book the match until Dominic crashes the, the Hall of Fame ceremony. I think after what we saw tonight, I mean, they went about it Probably in a better way. I think everybody was like, oh my God, that's a great scenario. And that's something that WWE's never done before. But 
I mean, what they did tonight was perfect with Dominic scolding his mother and telling his mother to shut up and basically calling his sister a loser and Rey Mysterio denying before that happened, denying a match with Dominic Mysterio. Only for Rey Mysterio to hear all this from Dominic scolding his his wife, Dominic's mother, and his sister, Rey's daughter, to finally come on over and punch Dominic in the face. That crowd exploded in Las Vegas tonight. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Match is made. And another reason why this match is so is so good. And it's something that the Roman and Cody match also doesn't have. And Sammy and KO actually do have this a little bit, you know, not too much, but not more than Ray and Dominic. It is not only personal, but it is very relatable. It is very relatable. How many people, how many parents out there have had a a son or a daughter that has kind of gone the way of, of Dominic Mysterio, disobeying rules and, you know, going rogue and not listening to their parents, you know, for parents not to really do much of anything because they love their children and being forced to do something that they don't want to do. It is a relatable story. And that's why people popped when Ray punched Dominic. And that's why people are going to be very excited about this match at WrestleMania. It, it, it was a tremendous moment tonight. And I, I thought WWE, I thought Triple H has handled everything brilliantly. As soon as Triple H got on, on board with Creative, man, Judgment Day has taken off. They are absolutely the best stable in WWE outside the bloodline. Dominic Mysterio has absolutely killed it in Judgment Day. I don't know if that was the plan all along. I don't know if they were going to make it as good as they were with Vince there. But when Triple H took over, man, Dominic took on a life of his own. He's grown into the role. Same thing with Priest. Same thing with Balor. Same thing more so with Rhea Ripley. They all complement each other so well. They all make each other better. And Dominic has just fucking killed it, man. I was I was anti-Dominic, honestly. You know, I'm not really a big fan of what he does in the ring, but his character work and how he's molded himself in this feud with his father, which also helps that he's in a feud with his father. But how he's just come along and matured on TV right before our very eyes, man, it's a beautiful thing to see. It really is. And it's been quite the ride, and what an enjoyable watch it has been with him just kind of, you know, doing what he's doing with the gimmick. I, I think it's all fantastic. So that happened tonight. And outside that, really nothing much of anything else. Really nothing much of anything else on SmackDown. We're going to go over, you know, Cody wrestled Ludwig Kaiser and Butch wrestled Gunther, which was a throwback. Not not nearly as good. Anywhere as close to being as good as their NXT TakeOver UK match. Uh, Gunther versus Butch. There are rumors about Butch dropping the name and getting the name Pete Dunn back and Triple H giving Pete Dunn his NXT gimmick back, the bruiserweight. So we'll talk about that, and uh, we'll have some fun tonight, man. We'll have some fun. Also, the Intercontinental Championship contract signing, which I thought was fantastic stuff as well. Uh, That's another match I'm more excited to see than anything else on the show next weekend. So we're going to have some fun with this, man. I'm glad you guys joined me tonight on the podcast. We got 1,800 people in here still filing on in on a, uh, I was going to say Sunday night. I don't even know what fucking day of the week it is, man. I'm so tired. Friday night. Uh, Friday night here on Off the Script for your SmackDown post. Uh, before I get into anything, man, because uh, I may get in trouble by them because they've already scolded me before, but uh, I want to give you guys an opportunity to uh, get yourself settled, 
Go get yourself a cold beverage. And also, I want you guys to know that The Ridge is sponsoring tonight's show, and they are celebrating 10 years of The Ridge. And because we are sponsored by The Ridge tonight, we are giving everyone listening to me up until Sunday 40% off anything on the website when you use code SCRIPTS or go to ridge.com slash scripts. I want to throw it to my friends over at the Ridge, and I'll be back in a little bit, guys. Go get yourself a Ridge wallet, and we'll be right back with the SmackDown review right here on Off the Script. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are celebrating, and not only because, once again, we are sponsored by my beautiful friends over at the Ridge, but tonight we are celebrating the Ridge and their 10-year anniversary, man. That's 10 years of great reviews, iconic wallets, and you guys know how much I personally love the Ridge. The Ridge is obsessed with making durable, space-saving gear that you're actually going to use every single day. So stock up on a wallet. Go get yourself a key case. Go get yourself a ring or a watch and organize your life every single day a little bit better than yesterday, man. I love the Ridge. Everything about it, I love it. And tonight, it is so special that we are going to give you guys 40% off now through March 26th if you go to ridge.com slash script. Once again, that's ridge.com slash script. And you're going to save 40% off for their 10-year anniversary on anything that the Ridge offers, man. How many times have you guys heard me talk about the Ridge? and how ugly your wallet probably looks. I get complimented on my wallet every single time. I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story, man. You know, the nicer weather's coming. I love to go down to the Jersey Shore. I love to go visit my outdoor beer gardens. When I drink my favorite cold beverage outside in the beautiful summer sun, I usually have my wallet face up on the countertop, so I know that I'm ready to pay for whatever I've ordered. And I get so many people complimenting not only on my wallet, but at the same time, I'm looking at everybody else's wallet. And I'm saying to myself, why don't they have a ridge? Why are their wallets so ugly and bulky and made of cheap leather and and they're all worn down and decrepit? I mean, why would you want to carry around a wallet like this? Why don't you want to carry around a ridge wallet and make yourself just feel better about yourself? The Ridge is so great, man. Up to 12 cards in this thing you can hold, plus room for cash. There's over 30 different colors, including carbon fiber and burnt titanium. Their wallets have over 50,000 five-star reviews, so you you guys know that you're getting quality. The durable material means each wallet comes with a lifetime warranty. And the Ridge team is so confident that they will actually let you test drive this for 99 days. You can send it back for a full refund if you don't love it. And one of the most important qualities about the Ridge Wallet, it is RFID blocking with RFID blocking technology. So you guys know you are safe from digital pickpockers when you're out and about this summer. It's unbelievable, man. So please go get yourself a Ridge Wallet, ridge.com slash scripts. Once again, that's ridge.com slash script. Save 40% off for their 10-year anniversary, and I want to thank my great friends over at The Ridge for once again sponsoring today's podcast right here on Off The Script. I want to thank you guys again for being here tonight, man. I want to thank The Ridge for sponsoring the show tonight. 
on Off The Script. Follow me on social media, man, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. You guys know the deal. Links are down in the description for all my socials. So go check that out. Also, go check out yesterday's OTS Extra, man. We talked about a couple of hot-button topics going into WrestleMania. Triple H apparently has a one-year roadmap for creative after WrestleMania. Also, WWE is not set on any of the winners for WrestleMania yet, which I find very difficult to believe. We'll talk about more on that story uh, on Sunday's podcast. And you guys can go check that out on the homepage along with everything else you might have missed. So go check that stuff out. Also, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. You guys know the deal. Subscribe. Turn on the bell. So you guys are notified of everything we do here. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show as always. And memberships, man. Next Friday is going to be members only for the reveal and the opening night of my mother's basement. So if you guys want to get in on the chat, you need to be a channel member. So make sure you guys hit that join button down below. And become a channel member right here on OTS. And Sunday night, man. Sunday night, we're kicking things off for WrestleMania week. It's going to be a major show, man. I have a lot to say on this CM Punk story, man. I don't know what you guys are thinking about with CM Punk, but Sunday night, I know a lot of people want my opinion. A lot of people reach out to me. What do I think? What do I think? We're going to talk about it on Sunday night, man. It's going to be the big top story for Sunday night's podcast. What a great way to open up WrestleMania weekend. So make sure you guys join me over there on Sunday night for OTS. We'll dive into all that plus the weekly news, as always, right here on episode. I believe it's going to be 471 on Sunday. So make sure you guys go check that out and be in the venue for Sunday night. Should be awesome. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. SmackDown opened up, man, with Cody Rhodes versus Ludwig Kaiser of Imperium. WWE was uh, touting this match as a warm-up for Cody Rhodes. Now, uh, you you could label it any way you want. I I didn't look at it as a warm-up. I actually looked at this match as a glimpse into the future, to be quite honest with you. I looked at this match as a sign of what's to come. Now, depending on when Cody Rhodes wins the world championship, because I do believe he will win the world championship at some point this year, and he will be the guy to take down Roman. Whether it happens at WrestleMania or not, that remains to be seen. I would rather him not do it at WrestleMania and wait till maybe later in the year to do it. But coming out of the Royal Rumble, Cody was in there with Gunther. 
They were the final two in the Royal Rumble. A lot of people were like, oh, this is going to be a world title match in the future. Yes, of course it is. Because you got Cody Rhodes, who is the American nightmare, the clear fucking top baby face. He's the, the biggest baby face in the company. He is the guy everybody loves. He's the American hero, right? Blue collar Cody Rhodes against the international villain known as Gunther, who stands for everything that is pro wrestling. And he loves everything about the sport. And the, the sport is sacred. The mat is sacred. And he's got his, his henchmen in Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, or I'm calling them by their NXT names, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser, Imperium. It's going to be it's gonna be something that happens this year, whether it happens one-on-one with them, you know, before SummerSlam, at SummerSlam, after SummerSlam. We may be looking at that as next year's WrestleMania main event, for all we fucking know. Cody versus Gunther. Who knows? So I think this is not so much of a warm-up, more of a, hey, this is about to go down this year, and Cody versus Gunther feuding, I mean, it just makes absolute sense. It, it, it's something that is destined to happen, and it's going to be a banger. I can't wait to see it, man. The story there is uh, very, very promising. If WWE tells the right story there with Cody and Gunther. But this was uh, an exhibition in WWE's eyes. Obviously, you knew who was going to win this. Cody's not going to lose on the road to WrestleMania. Ludwig didn't even get an entrance. He's the uh, forgotten one in Imperium. I guess uh, him and Giovanni Vinci aren't worth an entrance. So, I mean, Vinci was out there alongside Kaiser, and they did not get an entrance. Cody got his entrance. Solo Sokoa walked out. And he, at one point, distracted Rhodes. Paul Heyman was out there. He was watching on. If you guys remember what Solo was doing on Raw, he was in there with Cody. He tried to attack Cody. Roman said, no, not now, because Cody belittled him and said, Solo is not ready yet. And he's under the thumb of Roman Reigns. So I'll get to that in a second. But they're all out there. And Kaiser's in control, took advantage of of Cody after a shot block. Rhodes and Kaiser, they're in the middle of the ring. They traded shots back and forth. Rhodes got the better of Kaiser with a power slam. Vinci was outside trying to distract the referee, allowing Imperium to work together here. Rhodes went for crossroads, but Kaiser counted with a roll-up for a near fall. Rhodes fought back with a Cody cutter and then eventually hit crossroads for the win. So that was basically it. After the match, this is what uh, is uh, really the most important part of what happened here between Cody Rhodes and Ludwig Kaiser. Paul Heyman gets in the ring, and there's a nice little promo here from Paul Heyman. And then obviously Cody. Afterwards, after Cody got the uh, crossroads on Kaiser, Heyman is in the ring with a microphone, and he gave Solo a look because of what happened on Monday Night Raw. And... Heyman shot Solo a look that said he thought Cody was impressive. Cody looked good tonight. Heyman stopped Solo from stepping into the ring, so uh, they're not letting these two get face-to-face just yet. Said the ring announcer, Samantha Irving, did a bad job declaring him the winner, Cody Rhodes. He then announced Cody Rhodes as the winner in the Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns way. The emphasis on how he announces them. He did the same thing to Cody Rhodes. Cody soaked up the words. He seemed to enjoy Paul Heyman's play on his uh, victory here. Heyman said that's the very same Cody Rhodes that sees his road to WrestleMania with a giant pothole in front of him. 
that being his scheduled match on Raw on Monday against Solo Sokoa. Now, that's going to be very interesting. Cody can't lose on the road to WrestleMania, and Cody is undefeated. Cody is undefeated since he's returned to WWE. Solo Sokoa is also. I don't think Solo's undefeated. I think he's lost via DQ here and there, but Solo has not been pinned on the main roster since being called up from NXT. So it's going to be a very, very interesting story going into Monday Night Raw with these two one-on-one, more than likely in the main event. So Heyman says if he survives Solo, then it's not the road to WrestleMania because all roads lead to Roman Reigns, who will be live on SmackDown next week. To see him one final time face-to-face, they're calling next week's SmackDown WrestleMania SmackDown, which I can't stand because it's not really WrestleMania. It's just SmackDown. Cody said, is that what we're doing, Mr. Heyman? Are we moving the goalposts for me again? He said Heyman interrupted him while they were singing the song, and now he wants to move the goalposts. Am I expected to say no? He said he should probably say no because... He probably shouldn't have wrestled with half of his body hanging off, but he did, and he beat Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. He says, as good as the undefeated Solo is, you are not ready, and he points at Solo. So the crowd starts chanting, you're not ready. He said, after Solo finds out on Raw that he's not ready, Roman Reigns will find out the same thing at WrestleMania. He threw the mic down at Paul Heyman. And Michael Cole said Cody is confident going into WrestleMania. You know, there's a uh, there's a big enf- emphasis the last couple of weeks on the you're not ready by Cody Rhodes. He mentioned it on Monday to Solo. He mentioned it again tonight. You're not ready to Solo. He's got the fans chanting at Solo. You're not ready. On Monday, more than likely, fans are going to be chanting you're not ready. I, I wonder if that's... Uh, uh, a play on words for what's going to happen to Cody Rhodes. He, he wants to start calling out people saying that they are not ready. What if what if Cody goes into to WrestleMania and he loses to Roman? Is this a little play on words that he may not be ready himself for Roman Reigns? I, I, I don't know. So we will see what happens there. But uh, I'm interested in this match to see what happens on Monday with Solo and Cody. You know, basic promo, very straightforward, nothing really... Uh, Nothing really here that was said added to anything that was said previously in regards to these things. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Does Solo lose? I don't know. I don't think Solo gets pinned. Cody, Cody's not going to get pinned, but who knows? Solo may end up beating Cody, and Solo may end up cheating to win, proving that Cody may not be ready. I have no idea. Or maybe they just go and do what WWE usually does. They hype up a, a big-time match, and, and then they ruin it with a, a DQ. The Usos come in, and there's, there's a three-on-one attack for Cody, and then we get Sammy and KO out there, and we get the six-man tag team match booked for next week's SmackDown, WrestleMania SmackDown. That's what I'm going with. I, I think it's going to end in a, in a three-on-one beatdown of Cody Rhodes from the bloodline. Out comes Sammy and KO. We get a big six-man tag team match to give you a WrestleMania preview. That's my prediction. So we'll see what happens next week on Monday Night Raw, but uh, we will see. I want, I want you guys to keep that in the back of your mind. I want you guys to think about what 
has been said here, man. They, they, don't, they don't just say things on purpose. And things that come out of Cody Rhodes' mouth, everything that Cody says has a meaning. And I want you guys to really sink your teeth into this one. You're not ready. Is this a glimpse into the future for Cody Rhodes? Is he saying Solo is not ready? Or is this going to come back to bite Cody in the ass and he legitimately is not the one ready for Roman Reigns and WrestleMania? I don't know. Could be. We'll find out. Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. I can't stand Charlotte Flair at all. She is absolutely terrible. Everything about Charlotte is just, she's just awful. Everything about Charlotte Flair is awful. Now, I'm trying to find the dialogue for Charlotte's promo here because I really do want to use the Android voice, but I may not be able to use the Android voice here. So we will see what happens uh, with my notes. I'm trying to find the dialogue here. Um, Charlotte, she's coming out, and she's obviously building towards her match with Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Not that anybody gives a shit. There was a report that the WrestleMania Night 1 main event will indeed be Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. I, I Listen, I just read a report that WWE doesn't even know the winners and losers uh, of what's going on for WrestleMania. Now, now, now they have a, uh, an idea of who's main eventing WrestleMania. I mean, this shit went on right at the 8.30 spot in the show. KO and Sammy did a KO show in the main event. It was the last thing that we saw. So to me... What does WWE want you to think is the main event? Charlotte and Rhea Ripley or Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos? I didn't see Charlotte main event tonight's show. I didn't see Charlotte in the main event segment. I didn't even see Rhea Ripley on the fucking show tonight. She wasn't even there. So to you, what does WWE want you to think is the main event? Certainly not this. Charlotte is in the ring and she's in the center of the ring posing and She says that it's only eight days until WrestleMania. She then says this. She's been champion for 14 times. It wasn't built on fear. It wasn't built on fear, insecurities, or nepotism. That's what she says. Her title reigns have not been built on fear, insecurities, or nepotism. She said all of these things that have been used against her since day one. She said that fear is ignorance and the business wasn't built on fear. It was built on respect. Charlotte said she respects Rhea Ripley. Really now? I find that very hard to believe, Miss Flair. I don't think you respect anybody. The only person in this division that you respect is Charlotte Flair. The crowd then started to what Charlotte Flair. They gave her the what chance. And Charlotte then asked the crowd, are you guys really giving me the what chant? I'm trying to be serious here. This is very important stuff. And then she starts talking over them and she cut the crowd off. Charlotte ran down a list of former opponents. She she mentioned Becky and the Bellas and Bailey and Sasha. She She mentioned Sasha tonight. Very quickly, but... She was mentioned. 
Charlotte then said that she has insecurities and she built the house with every brick the crowd has thrown at her. Charlotte mentioned her third point, nepotism. Charlotte then said that she loves her dad and she won't apologize for continuing the greatest legacy in sports entertainment. She then said, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you better learn to love it because diamonds are forever and so is Charlotte Flair. This promo was, uh, this promo was bad. This promo was bad. You know, a lot of people, man, they're so blinded. They're so blinded when it comes to Charlotte Flair because all the big-time media outlets and the big-time journalists, you know, they're all pro-Charlotte Flair. They won't call it out like it really is because they got to rub elbows and they're close with the PR department and they're close with talent on the shows. You guys know the whole rigmarole. This promo sucked. And... WWE has taken a match. Now, Charlotte sucks as a babyface. I mean, she, I can't stand her as a fucking heel either, but she sucks. She is at, she's actually more nauseating as a babyface than she is as a heel. So what WWE did tonight, what WWE did tonight is take a match that has absolutely zero heat to it, and they tried to inject some life into the feud with a brawl last week And then they have Charlotte come out and cut what I thought was a slightly heelish promo. This was more of a heel promo for Charlotte than it was a babyface promo. So now what WWE has done is made people care less about Charlotte Flair. And now we may be getting at WrestleMania a situation where we have a heel versus a heel in a match that has zero heat. And nothing behind it as far as a story for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't know what they did here. I, I really don't know what they did here. Charlotte is never a good promo, ever. The way she speaks is disgusting. It's nauseating. And I can't wait for Rhea Ripley to take the championship off of her at WrestleMania because Charlotte, you know, she can... She can brag all she wants about how she's built the division brick by brick and, you know, all this other shit and hype up her 14 title reigns. Charlotte hasn't built a fucking thing. I don't understand where this this ideology comes from that Charlotte Flair has built anything. What has she built? If she's so good, if she's Bob the Builder, if she's Tim the Toolman Taylor... I'd love to see it because I don't really... And actually, you know, she's not even fucking Tim. The, she Al Borland was the star of that fucking show. Tim was a fucking klutz. She's Al Borland. She thinks she's Al Borland out there. She's not. She's actually more reminiscent, more of a Tim the Toolman tale. She, she didn't build shit. If she was so good, this division would be a lot better off for it. It's not. She's come back and done jack shit. She's done nothing. The division is worse. The championship feels absolutely as irrelevant as it did when Ronda and Liv Morgan were holding the championships. I can't tell the fucking difference. Liv Morgan was a better fucking champion than Charlotte Flair. Charlotte has done nothing. Now we're going into this because, oh my God, it's been three years, and oh my God, this match was supposed to happen at WrestleMania 36, whatever the fucking case may be. 
So here we are. We're getting it. Let's move on. Let's give Rhea her championship. And Charlotte, everything that she is a part of, absolutely is the most unimportant thing on the show because she doesn't emit importance. The women's division on SmackDown and on Raw are nauseating. They are terrible. There's nothing good coming out of either feud at WrestleMania. There's nothing good coming out of either division. And WWE right now is in a... They're just... They're in a bad place. AEW is in a bad place, too. I'm not leaving them out. They're women's divisions. All women's divisions across all these companies are fucking terrible. There's nothing going on. There's no direction. There's no importance. Nothing feels Nothing feels big. Nothing feels like, oh, my God, must see. Everything that happens in these divisions, if it happens, you ain't missing shit because nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. I had people today trying to convince me because Fightful put out a tweet, and I love making people fucking angry on Twitter. You know, Bianca Belair, the blah, blah, blah. She's got uh, one of the longest title reigns in Monday Night Raw history. Great athlete. I love Bianca. I think Bianca is a great pro wrestler. But man, oh man, it's her reign fucking boring. There's nothing that's happened in this title reign that I remember as being important. Oh, but what about the Becky Lynch feud? The feud sucked. The feud sucked. Do you remember what happened in that feud? My little hobbits. My precious. <laughs> to you, that was a good feud. That was a good feud. The matches were great. The matches were great. They gave us one of the best women's matches of the entire year. At SummerSlam and at WrestleMania. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you the story was great. Then you could go back even before that. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, that was even a fucking disaster. The, the Bailey feud was okay, but they ran that shit into the ground. So, all of Bianca's title run, I, I mean, it's just lame, lame, lame storytelling. And now look at this feud with Asuka. I mean, what do we got? We got we got Asuka dancing around, and I got geeks online. Oh, well, she used to dance in Japan. I don't give a fuck what happened in Japan. I mean, go go time warp back. To, go time warp back to Japan. I don't give a fuck what happened in Japan. I didn't watch anything that happened in Japan. You know what I'm worried about? What happens here in America? That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about Oscar now. I'm not worried about fucking Kana from ten years ago, twenty years ago, and in, in, in stardom. I don't give a fuck. Oh, she used to dance all the time. I don't give a shit. We were told something was going to happen. Kana comes out at the Royal Rumble looking like a fucking maniac killer. And then three weeks later, she's fucking dancing around like a fucking geek on SmackDown. With no makeup. Who's in charge there? Triple H or Vince McMahon? Because what I saw was more of a Vince McMahon Oscar than a Triple H Oscar. I mean, their fucking feud has been built off... Ah, can they coexist? And you want me to sit here and tell you that Triple H is in charge 100%, right? You fucking break. Point of the story is, point of the story is the women's division sucks. Yes, Donzel. Yes. But, 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 JD, she, she used to dance. She used to dance in Japan. Oh, Cody, Cody, can I ask you a question? You fucking break. 
Holy shit. Social media sucks, man. There's a reason why people that have zero, they got the IQ of an eggplant on social media. Don't listen to these people. Don't let, the only people you need to listen to is me. Moving on. Now that I got that out of my system. Rey Mysterio. He goes one-on-one with L.A. Knight. Decent little match here, man. Decent little match here. And you know what? L.A. Knight got the victory. L.A. Knight got a win, man. Holy shit. Holy shit. L.A. Knight got a win, man. Wow. Wow. It wasn't even about the match. It was what happened after the match. Apparently, L.A. Knight beat Rey Mysterio because of Dominic Mysterio. Dominic tripped up Rey, and that led to L.A. Knight. Basically, I think he hooked the tights. Looked like he hooked the tights. It may, may not. He may have not hooked the tights, but Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio set up for a moonsault. Dominic comes out. He walked down to ringside. He distracted Ray. So Ray's up there. He's like, is that my son's music? You know, the baby faces go up to the top rope and they all of a sudden somebody's fucking theme music goes off. And all of a sudden, let me do an example. Oh, yeah, they're, they're wrestling. And all of a sudden you start hearing, whoa, they're looking around. They're looking around like, what the fuck? Why don't you focus on the fucking guy you have in the ring? You're looking around. So, Dominic's music hit. Dominic walked to ringside, distracting Ray. Knight took advantage, knocked Ray off the top rope. They uh, repeated the same exact spot from the Cody and and Kaiser match where Solo Sokoa distracted Rhodes. Knight was firmly in control here, took over on Ray with a boot. Knight missed an elbow. This allowed Ray to hit a springboard bulldog, follow with a seated senton, springboard crossbody, goes for cover, gets a two-count, Knight hit a power slam, a running power slam, but uh, dropped Rey Mysterio from behind him. So that was a very unique move by uh, L.A. Knight. Very interesting-looking move there. Uh, Rey hits a DDT, sets up for the 619. Knight counted it, blocked it, caught him in mid-619. Rey set up on the other side of the ring to do the 619. Dominic tripped up Rey while running the ropes. This allowed Knight to schoolboy him for the win. I, I, I could not see a vantage point. I don't know if Knight hooked the tights or not, but Knight, regardless, got the win with the assist for the win by Dominic. Now, after the match, Dominic got into the ring and demanded Ray accept his WrestleMania challenge. So he asked Ray if he's going to be a man and face him at WrestleMania. Mysterio motioned no with his finger, then dropped out of the ring. Started walking away like he did the last two weeks. Dominic told Mysterio to walk away like he always does. Dominic turned to his mom, and then who was sitting at ringside, by the way, him and uh, uh, the family were there in the front row. So Dominic is there facing his mother and his sister who were sitting front row. Dominic turned to his mom and asked her how it felt to be married to a pathetic loser who can't stand up to his own son. Dominic then introduced his mom and sister to the crowd. Yeah, look, look, my mom and sister are here tonight, Las Vegas. So Dominic walked up to them. He said that his mom stood there and watched what Mysterio did while he was growing up. 
You know, dad's a deadbeat. You did nothing to, to do anything about this, which makes you a deadbeat mom, just like he is a deadbeat dad. Aaliyah then got in Dominic's face because he started scolding his own mother and told, he told Aaliyah, his sister, that she was too stupid to do anything about it. Dominic's mom grabbed the microphone and started to speak, but Dominic told her to shut up and grab the microphone very forcefully from his mother's hands. This is when Ray got pissed. Ray came around the corner, and Dominic is standing there. All of a sudden, Ray goes up to Dominic and throws a right hand that pops Las Vegas huge. People were chanting yes over the fact that Dominic got his fucking jaw leveled by his own father. Excellent stuff. He told Ray, or Ray told Dominic, rather, that he pushed him to do this. This is all your fault. You pushed me to do this to you tonight. He told Dominic never to disrespect his own mother. That's my wife. That's your mother. That's your sister. Mysterio then accepted Dominic's challenge for WrestleMania. Dominic retreated up the ramp, and Rey Mysterio went to go check on his wife and his daughter at ringside. So, number one, finally a win for L.A. Knight. Not like it's going to matter much of anything. There are rumors that L.A. Knight might be. There are rumors going around that L.A. Knight might be the mystery opponent for Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. We will have to wait and see what's going on with that. But it did uh, state this week via some reports that I've seen floating around that that idea has been discussed. But this this was excellent. This was so good. Um... I was kind of hoping a little bit deep down that WWE would have Dominic be a little bit more uh, vile to his family. But, uh, but I think they, uh, they, they really kind of did what they were allowed to do. They pushed the envelope as far as they could here with Dom. I would have loved to see him just a little bit more. Um, I know a lot of people expressed that, oh, it needs to happen at the Hall of Fame. Rey Mysterio needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He needs to give his speech. And then Dominic confronts him then and kind of beats him up at the Hall of Fame and does something to the family at the Hall of Fame. Maybe WWE kind of wanted to stay away from that. I don't know. Maybe it was an idea. Maybe they did internally discuss that. I have no idea. But they wanted to go the safe route. They wanted to maybe leave the the Hall of Fame alone and just give Rey his moment because they are inducting him into the Hall of Fame and that's a sacred moment for him. So they did it tonight. And we have one week left to go. Now we got one week of build left, and the build has been fantastic. So I, I can't really, I can't really sit here and hate anything they did, man. I think this has been beautifully built. To me, this is the second biggest storyline going into WrestleMania, the most well constructed story going into WrestleMania outside Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos, and I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great, and I think they're actually going to have a banger match. I really do. I think Don, yeah, I think you're going to see a different Dominic. At WrestleMania, I think you're going to see the best Dominic that you've gotten so far. And it should be exciting to see. Lacey Evans. I should just skip this match altogether. Lacey Evans and Zia Lee versus Shotzi and Natalia. I can't even begin to tell you how cringe it looked with Natalia riding on the back of Shotzi's tank. Cringe. I mean, holy. I, I, I held my head down in shame. It was so fucking embarrassing to watch. The winner of this match gets a spot in this absolutely 
universally wasted women's fatal four-way tag team match where the winner supposedly gets a tag team title opportunity after WrestleMania. Uh, Natalia and Shotzi won, and Natalia and Shotzi will not be winning the number one contendership for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Natalia put the sharpshooter on Zia Lee for the win. Uh, that's all you need to know because this was a complete waste of life for everybody that watched. Four minutes right down the toilet. Liv Morgan and... <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez Gonzalez. They were outside sitting watching the match because they're so invested on who wins this match. So Shayna Baszler and Ronda, Ronda, Ronda Rousey, they walk out. Baszler has a microphone. Baszler said that everyone in the ring wants revenge on them. She then ran down the injuries they dealt with uh, because Shayna had injured, uh, I think, Natalia's nose and Rodriguez's arm, and she broke Liv's spirit, I believe she said. They started walking towards the ring, and Ronda then stopped Shayna and then asked how many times they've sold out this arena in Las Vegas, how many times they've sold out Las Vegas. I I don't know, Ronda. How how many times did you sell it out? I I don't know who the fuck would care about that statistic, but you and those that reside on Rousey Acres. Nobody gives a fuck. Rousey says they never appreciated her, the fans, and Las Vegas never appreciated her, and they won't give them any more tonight. Baszler then says that Rousey and herself have been added to the WrestleMania Fatal 4-Way match. I don't know when this is taking place, night one or night two, and they will wrestle for an opportunity at the Women's Tag Team Championships. So let me get this straight, Bruce, Vince, or whoever's fucking running things over there. This match... Right, This showcase match means so much to WWE that you gave us qualifying matches for you to then only put Ronda and Shayna in the match without actually qualifying. Thanks for telling me who won the fucking Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania before we even get to WrestleMania, Bruce, Vince, or whoever's booking this fucking shit. This shit sucks. I I said this last week, and I'm going to repeat it again. I don't know why they just don't give Ronda and Shayna Baszler the fucking women's tag team title opportunity. Who gives a flying motherfuck about this match? You're wasting this. You want to bet? You think Brock Lesnar and Omos is a bathroom break match? This is a bathroom break match. I don't even know if I'm going to include this in my notes next weekend. What a complete waste of time. Why does Shayna and Ronda get automatically added, but everybody else has got to qualify? Sounds like a Vince McMahon move to me.
Adam Pierce. He's in the ring with Drew McIntyre. We have an intercontinental championship contract signing for WrestleMania. Adam Pierce welcomed the crowd to the contract signing. He introduced Drew McIntyre, but Sheamus's music cut him off as Sheamus made his entrance with Butch and Ridge Holland. Sheamus asked what the crack was in Las Vegas. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's an Ireland thing. What's crack in Las Vegas? I don't know. He said everyone's been asking him why he's so mad at Drew McIntyre. He then says, imagine telling your best friend about your goal. Then your friend tries to steal the goal. Sheamus said he let McIntyre live on his couch. Sheamus and the Brutes got on the apron. Sheamus called McIntyre a backstabber. McIntyre told Sheamus to shut up and then said Sheamus has been trying to make him feel bad all this time. McIntyre said that last week they reminded everyone why they're the most physical wrestlers in all of WWE. He then said that they should have been in the bar afterwards, but Sheamus can't separate what's personal and what's business. Drew then throws a shot at Sheamus and says he's beaten Sheamus, and he knows he can beat Gunther, but history shows that Sheamus can't beat Gunther as he sits 0-2 against the champ. Pierce then gets involved because things were getting heated, asked both men to sign the contract. McIntyre signed it, slammed the contract down. Sheamus signed it. Two of the three men signed it. McIntyre tossed his pen into the crowd, started yelling at Sheamus. Gunther makes his entrance. Gunther entered the ring and got in Adam Pierce's face. He told Pierce, I need you to justify this decision to make it a triple threat match. He asked why he's in a match where if the other guys pin each other, he then loses his championship. Gunther signed the contract. He didn't even want to hear Adam Pierce's explanation because he probably knew he wasn't going to get one. So he signed the contract anyway. He asked Pierce if he was happy now that the match is now official under his rules. He looked at Sheamus. He looked at McIntyre. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. And he says, I could easily beat you. He points at Ridge Holland. And then he points at Butch. And then Gunther says, well, what the fuck are you looking at? He didn't say it that way. He said, what are you looking at? So he points at Butch. Butch leaps over the table. He starts brawling with Gunther. So Holland is holding Butch back at this point. Gunther yells at Adam Pierce and shoves him into the corner and gets in his face and yells at him to make a match between him and Butch right now. Gunther was so angry, he picked up the whole fucking table where they did the contract signing, and he threw it over the top. I thought he threw it into the fucking crowd at one point. This was actually pretty entertaining. Very entertaining. Butch leaping over the table, you know, let me at him, let me at him, Scoob. You know, we got that, we got a little Butch. You know, old school Butch there with uh, him jumping over the table and jumping on Gunther, but this was solid. Gunther got a nice reaction coming out. This match is going to be a fucking bang. I mean, if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed Sheamus and Gunther, part one and part two, this match is going to be just as good as those matches were which Drew McIntyre added, it's going to be those matches on fucking steroids. That's what it's going to be. It's great. Can't wait to see it. Should be a colossal match at WrestleMania. And Sheamus. Sheamus is going to be the new Intercontinental Champion. If it doesn't happen there, uh, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Reggie.
Pete Dunne is supposedly be listen. Pete Dunne is supposedly coming back, and Triple H wants to bring the Bruiserweight to the main roster. He wants to drop the Butch name and he wants to bring the Bruiserweight back like he did on NXT. If I could find the report here, I did see it earlier today. If I am not mistaken, just give me a second here. Um, I don't know if I see it here. If not, we'll just go over it on on Sunday. Uh, but But yeah, I mean, Triple H has plans to bring back the Bruiserweight to WW. I can't find the report right now uh, live on stream, but uh, there is a report going around that Triple H uh, has been planning to bring the Bruiserweight back to the WWE main roster, uh, give Pete Dunne his name back, and give him his old gimmick back that he had in black and gold NXT. And, and tonight was supposed to be the start of that. Uh, I didn't really see anything out of the ordinary from Butch on tonight's show, but uh, if we start getting the ball rolling on that, that's going to be a great deal. I Listen, I, I love the Brutes. I think Butch being aligned with the Brutes is still a good thing. All I would do is, is change his name. Come up with a little story to change his name, give him the Bruiserweight gimmick back, and have him still be aligned with Sheamus and Rich Holland. I think they're a solid act. There's no reason. There is absolutely no, especially if they're baby faces. there's absolutely no reason why you should break Pete Dunne away from the Brawling Brutes. I think that would actually do more harm than good. He's not the most overly charismatic guy. He's not a great promo. He, he fits well with them. So why would you ruin that? And, and I don't think Rich Holland is at a point where he can exist on his own either. I think Butch or, or, or Pete Dunne now aligned with Ridge and Sheamus is, is the right idea. So hopefully they do end up keeping that and, and they don't uh, ruin that great dynamic. But we got Butch with Sheamus and Rich Holland versus Gunther here. Uh, this was a throwback, kind of, to their NXT days. And this match went uh, about 10 minutes or so, nine and a half minutes. So this was a very good TV match for what they were given. Uh, I'm sure we'll see this somewhere down the line again. Uh, Gunther took Butch's head off with a unbelievable kick. Uh, Gunther followed with a big slam, big-time chop, knife-edge chop. Uh, Butch tried fighting back, but Gunther hit a suplex. Butch started fighting back, rocked Gunther with a forearm, couple of forearm shots. In fact, Gunther took the shots, destroyed Butch with a massive chop. Butch tried going for an armbar, some joint manipulation there, good old Pete Dunn style. Uh, Gunther reversed it into a Boston Crab, transitioned from the crab into the crossface. Butch tried to attack Gunther's fingers. Gunther responded with a chop. Butch then hits an Inzaguri. Gunther recovered and destroyed Butch with another chop. He placed Butch on the corner. And stepped on his head. Butch fell to the ringside area outside. Hitting the stairs on the way down. Gunther went for the 10 beats to kind of mock Sheamus. But Butch fought back. Gunther locked on a sleeper. Butch broke free with a kick to the back. Fans were chanting Bruiserweight at one point. I don't know if you guys heard that. Uh, There was a little faint Bruiserweight chant in Las Vegas. Butch goes up top. Misses a moonsault. He landed on his feet though. Gunther rocked Butch with a chop, sending him to the outside on the announce table. McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunther faced off at ringside. Gunther avoided Butch, who collided with Drew McIntyre on the outside. A big brawl broke out on the outside of the ring. McIntyre and Sheamus then traded shots. 
Gunther took advantage of this distraction and hit last symphony, his powerbomb, for the win on Pete Dunne. After the match, Gunther and Sheamus faced off. McIntyre flew in and hit a Claymore on Gunther. And we don't know if that Claymore was meant for Gunther or if it was meant for Sheamus. So that is the story going into next week where they will wrestle. They will wrestle alongside each other in a tag team match. Sheamus and McIntyre. Can they coexist against Imperium? Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. This match is happening next week. This was actually supposed to be the finals of the last tag team title tournament that we had on SmackDown, but they opted to feud Sheamus and McIntyre with the Viking Raiders and gave Drew McIntyre and Sheamus a spot to Braun Strowman and Ricochet. So that's what happened there. Very good match. Uh, Hopefully we get to see it again sometime soon, and hopefully... uh, before the end of the year, hopefully, we get Pete Dunne back on SmackDown as the bruiserweight. In the back, the Street Profits were discussing their four-way tag team match at WrestleMania. This showcase match between three other teams. One of the teams that are in that match, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, came up to the Street Profits who were cutting a promo. They talked about the WrestleMania showcase match. And Braun Strowman and Ricochet appeared and asked if they had a problem with bald guys. I don't know why there's a problem with bald guys here. Ricochet said that they're going to show them what they mean in the showcase match. Again, a waste of time. But like I said, it gets everybody on the card. And the men's tag team match is obviously going to be a little bit more exciting than the women's match because, I mean, it's just uh, eight more people on the show that I actually care about Uh, compared to I don't give a shit about anybody in the women's match because it sucks. Owens, Kevin Owens, he makes his way out, and we got a KO show. This is the first KO show since Triple H has taken over for the main roster creative. So this is the first KO show in a very long time. Owens is in the ring. He welcomed the crowd to the KO show. He then welcomed Sami Zayn. Zayn made his entrance. Crowd chanted for Sami. Owens asked Sami if everything worked out. Sami looked confused. What are you talking about? Owens said Zayn got his big introduction. Owens said he wanted to come out together, but Zayn wanted his own pop. Sami said, no, I didn't want that. Uh, It wasn't anything like that. Owens says it's okay because the crowd loves him. So the crowd cheered for Sami. Sammy asked if they could talk about Mania. Let's talk about Mania. Let's talk about the bloodline and how we're going to take down the bloodline. Zayn said that he's been talking about taking down the bloodline, but he realized that they're on the verge of winning the tag team titles together at WrestleMania, and they should. Zayn said Mania feels different this year. Owens says he does realize this and said Mania is different. Owens says he's had something for Zayn made. Owens asked if Zayn remembered when Reigns gave him the shirt. Owens said he got Zayn a new shirt. Owens held up a KO Mania shirt. Owens says that was the back. He said the only he said only one person took WWE by storm this year, and only one person was the MVP of the last 12 months in WWE, and that was Sami Zayn. Crowd chanted MVP, MVP. And, and you know what? Kevin Owens might not be that far off. 
I mean, Sami Zayn is absolutely and should be in discussion for MVP over the last calendar year for WWE. Absolutely. If you go back to WrestleMania last year and then talk about MVP for 12 months leading into this year's WrestleMania, it is very difficult to not discuss Sami Zayn's involvement there. Is he over a Roman? I don't know. But it's a pretty damn close race. That may be something that uh, you guys can discuss amongst yourselves on social media. So he's had this shirt made. Owen says it's about what's on the front. Zayn looked at the shirt and turned it around to the crowd. It said, WrestleZania. I like it. Zayn held up the shirt for everyone, then put it on. Zayn asked for a hug, and Owens protested, then hugged Sammy. Usos hit the ring and attacked them from behind. They hit double super kicks on Owens, then a one and done on Zayn. Owens hit the ring with a chair, but the Usos escaped. The Usos stood tall on the ramp and taunted Zayn and Owens. Owens slammed the chair in the ring. He showed a graphic for Owens and Zayn against the Usos at WrestleMania. And Michael Cole mentioned that it will be 614 days. Their title reign is 614 days. That will also be on the line uh, at WrestleMania. So that record-setting reign uh, is looking like it's going to come to an end at WrestleMania, and that's the way SmackDown went off the air. Uh, solid segment. I, I mean, this was basically just reconfirming what we got last week with the hug. They're on the same page. They got new merchandise made for themselves. They got attacked, and it was a nice little callback, a nice little throwback to when Roman gave Sammy the honorary Oost t-shirt. KO, now that they're aligned, this Mega Powers team is now aligned. KO had a shirt made for them and their special moment together at WrestleMania. Very heartwarming stuff. Very solid segments. Very simple. Nothing really too over the top. Everything's basically done. I said this last week. I'm going to reiterate it again. WWE just keeping the wheels in motion. There's nothing really too much going on here. They're not adding too much to the pasta sauce here. But WWE, there's not much left to do. We're all, we're all ready for WrestleMania. And next week, it's going to come to an end. And I can't wait to see what happens with uh, this match in particular. Can't wait to see what happens with Ray and Dominic. And I can't wait to see what happens with Cody and Roman, man. It should be a, a great show going into next week. The other big thing that WWE did announce tonight, they announced it very casually. Speaking of WrestleMania, before we get into the Super Chats, they announced casually, out of nowhere, uh, during the show tonight, that John Cena will open WrestleMania on night one challenging for the United States Championship and Austin Theory. So uh, when, when you want to know what the, the, the first match is for WrestleMania, they announced John Cena is opening the show. If you can't be in the main event, what's the next most important match? The opening match. So they announced that right there. John Cena, Austin Theory, United States title will open WrestleMania on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Should be a banger. Should be a banger between those two. Anyway, guys, that is all I got for you. We are going to get into the Super Chats, and then I'm going to get the hell out of here because I got a little gaming to do, man. Resident Evil 4 Remake came out today. Ooh. I may be streaming that soon, man. I know you guys have been asking me. Uh, I am... uh, I'm contemplating... I'm contemplating because the, the, the... Creator payouts on on Kick. I don't know if you guys heard about this new uh, this new streaming service, Kick. Twitch sucks. 
and i i do i don't like what they're doing over there i, I don't like what they're doing over there it, it is so woke over there it is disgusting and, and the creator payouts are awful kick is offering a 90 10 split for creators so i may i actually just created an account over there tonight um i may actually stream resident evil over on kick to see uh how it goes and give it a shot we may we may make their affiliate program on night one so i, I want to see what happens over there so if you guys want to join me over there uh, i'll keep you guys updated next week on what's going on with that i may do that on tuesday night stream some resident evil 4 you heard it here first anyway guys uh super chats are open get them on in we're gonna hang out in just a second with our cold beverages um thank you guys for the 2000 in here tonight uh pretty slow night for smackdown uh and what we usually do but uh number one regardless in the community uh, hit that thumbs up, man. We got 637 likes. I'd love if we could get at least 800 tonight. So if you guys have not hit the thumbs up and are still here, man, please hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 800 in the chat tonight. And new memberships, always accepting new memberships. Click that join button, become a channel member right here as next week we will be VIP only for SmackDown. Uh, it is the debut grand opening of my mother's basement. So it's going to be awesome, man. Can't wait to see you guys there. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Also, check out the Ridge, man. Please check out the Ridge, ridge.com slash grip, 40% off. Celebrating their 10-year anniversary. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Ray hitting Dominic made for a great segment. Yes, it did. It certainly did. Also, Michelle with another two. Love KO and Sammy, but Ray Dominic should close SmackDown. Well, the reason why they put KO and Sammy in the main event spot tonight is because it is going to close out night one, and it should. Tony Brown with a 499. Not enough booty meat. Well, SmackDown's not really the place for that, Tony Brown, but uh, Lacey Evans, though her character is awful, is a very beautiful woman. Uh, yes, Naomi apparently is done with WWE, says Jonathan Smith. That is in the notes for Sunday night. We'll talk about that Sunday night. Frag Dude 44 with eight months. Thank you, Frag Dude. I'll see you in my mother's basement next Friday. Eight months of OTS. I'm ready for another eight more. Can't wait for my mother's basement. It looks sweet. How does Frag Dude know? Because he's seen the already uh, posted preview for my mother's basement. Because he's a VIP. These little things, man. These little perks that you get when you're a VIP right here on OTS. JP5150 with a $10 super chat. So, JD, riddle me this. What type of belt will be used by Ray to whoop Dominic's ass at WrestleMania. I believe that since he spoiled, I recommend the silver fish scale metal belt should be good. JP, that's a good question, man. I don't know if you guys were whipped by your parents when you were uh, when you were little, but uh, I know my mom's uh, weapon of choice was the wooden spoon. Was it a belt? I don't know. Maybe my mom used a belt here and there, but she always went for the wooden spoon for some reason. I don't know why.
Chris with an eight months. Thank you, Chris. Eight months in this fine establishment. Can I get a peanut butter whiskey on the rocks? Absolutely, Chris. Cheers, brother. Hashtag OTS for life. Tenario with a five. JD, what heel run do you think should have been longer? Hollywood Rock or Batista, 2009-2010? Absolutely Batista, man. It was so short. Hollywood Rock is my favorite rock, but, man, Batista was really, really coming into his own. Changing it up. He was so good in that role, man. It was only a year. I wanted more of it. That's a good question, man. What, what, what did your uh, parents use on you to beat your ass when you got out of line when you were little, man? Again, my, my mom had the wooden with the wooden spoon. Some people have belts, shoes. I, I don't know. Bare hands. I don't know. Tone C with one month. Drinking a Jack Rogers. OTS for life. Tone C, that sounds delicious, man. As long as it's ice cold. And you're in here. That's all that matters, man. Eric Newton with 15 months. Man, couldn't have asked for a better day. Resident Evil 4 remake is awesome. And John Wick Chapter 4 was a fantastic movie. Cheers. I do want to see John Wick. I do. Uh, And Resident Evil 4. I mean, Resident Evil 4 is my favorite Resident Evil of all time. And I can't wait to play the remake. It looks absolutely incredible. Thank you for 15 months, Eric. JB's Productions. Do I need a full suit for the grand opening next Friday? No, uh, no, J, uh, JB. Business casual, man. A blazer with a nice dress shirt, some fancy jeans, and some uh, loafers. You'll be good to go, bro. Grimsley with a $5 super chat. Only hope for the women's tag team titles could be Katana and Caden. The blueprint of what a women's tag team should be my Katana Kaden narrative. I, I think they're great, man. I love both of those ladies. I, I think Kaden is great and Katana is great. I think they are a natural. They may be the only natural tag team in WWE outside outside Shayna and Ronda. Where right now Ronda is her. I think she's I think she's working with uh, no ACL and no cartilage in her knee. 499 N JD does it not bother you that the champ can't show up consistently for many a season whole build has been Cody and a ghost like always with Roman Cody's good enough and Paul Heyman's good enough and to sell it when Roman's not there he'll be there uh, Friday it's another reason why I don't think Roman's losing And the report that Roman's going on vacation. Roman is on a vacation. He works He works a Brock Lesnar schedule. John 10 with a 199. I appreciate you, John. Could Cena win now that it's opening? Big crowd to start. Uh, no, John Cena is not winning the United States title. I, I, I doubt it. Unless John Cena is going to stay for a month or two and do the open challenge, which I don't see, but that would be, that would actually be counterproductive to Austin Theory. The reason why you're giving Austin Theory this match against John Cena is to put him over as the next guy, the future of the business. Otherwise, what is John Cena doing there? He's just going to 
beat Austin Theory and then the stereotype of, oh, a legend comes back and buries the future. You don't want that. Eugene Morgan with eight months. What's with KO arguing with Sammy over the entrance and who got the bigger pop? Is KO going to turn on Sammy and become ultimate heel? No. No. I don't know why anybody looked so much into that to get that narrative out there. No, no. It's, they're winning the tag team titles next weekend. Miles Marable with a 9.99. JD, what do you think about Wright putting his mask on the line? Puts Dom over. Then when he unmasks and Dom looks at his dad, realizes he's wrong, says sorry, and they embrace. I mean, that makes for a good story, Miles. That really does. Um, we'll see you next week. We got one week of build. They, 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 they made the match official tonight with the potential for something next week to be added like that. So we'll see what happens. I, I do like that, though. I mean, that would be that would be a WrestleMania moment for the ages right there, for sure. Uh, Eugene with a 10. They kill black and gold and now regret NXT 2.0. I think I figured out where Triple H's heart problems came from. It comes from wanting to to wring Vince McMahon's neck but having to hold in all his frustration. You said it, Eugene. I didn't. WWE wants to change the crowd at Full Sail. They want more friends and family in there. The reason why they want more friends and family and the reason why they're upset with the the the, the casual crowd, the, the every week crowd that's there is because they started booing Braun Breaker. They started booing Braun Breaker. People know the show sucks. NXT 2.0, because that's exactly what still, it, it sucks. The writing is terrible. I, I don't know what else I need to tell you guys. It sucks. Some people out there think that it's the best show weekly. Please, whatever the fuck you're taking, man, please pass me. Whatever you're drinking, smoking, taking, popping, whatever. It's the worst show of the week. TK with a 499. I see Ray going over, and then they'll probably slowly build for Ray Dom 2 at WrestleMania 40, where Dom will officially retire his father there. For all we know, Ray Mysterio may retire at this year's WrestleMania. There was a rumor going around that Ray wanted to retire this year at WrestleMania. How is he going to top a first time match with his son and do it again? You want this feud to continue for another year? They've been feuding since the summer of last year. Chris with a nine nine uh, with a nine months. I'm sorry, nine months from Chris Leon. Can't wait for the grand opening of your mother's basement. I'm gonna hop on some Resident Evil Four later on. Can't wait. Have you tried it yet? I have not. I I, I didn't play the demo. I waited until release, uh, and I'm gonna be uh, streaming it hopefully next Tuesday on Kick. Funny Rob Baby becomes a new member and he leaves a 199 Super Chat. 13 Impact fans came through for my live stream. Uh, they may be the 13 fans that were in attendance tonight for their Rebellion pay-per-view. You may have had all the people that were in the Impact Zone in your stream, Rob. Seriously. 
That's a great night for you, I would say, huh? The Pro Wrestling Podcast with a 199. I'm the eggplant. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast. I don't even like eggplants. You're admitting that you have the IQ of an eggplant? Come on, bro. I don't want people with the IQ of an eggplant listening to my stream. Do better. Uh, Jaxo with a seven months. What are they going to do for SummerSlam? I don't know. The logo is pretty sick, though. I'll tell you that. Very Detroit, very Ford, very Detroit Pistons inspired. Najee with a five-month membership. Jay, you're the only reason I have Twitter. Why the fuck is Bobby Lashley and LA Knight? Yeah! In the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Are you streaming after the Hall of Fame? Yes, I will be streaming after the Hall of Fame because I would imagine that a lot of people are going to be watching the Hall of Fame. I can't imagine the Hall of Fame going uh, more than one hour. I, I, I don't even know if they're even announcing any more in the Hall of Fame. I mean, they only got three people. Muda. They got uh, Rey Mysterio, and then they got Andy Kaufman. Johnny with a 199. Will you watch Supercard of Honor next Friday? No. I am not watching. Uh, I may take a poll. I, I don't know. I don't know how I could watch both shows at the same time. Watch SmackDown on my iPad and then watch uh, the pay-per-view. Uh, I mean... Why would you guys want me to cover Ring of Honor over SmackDown? I mean, I feel like that's just going to hurt my viewership. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. What if Solo loses to Cody and KO and Sammy win the tag belts? Do you see Roman being disappointed with the family causing him to lose the title? I don't think that has any bearing on Roman losing the championships. with a 1999 Super Chat. Thank you, Theo. JD, how's your weekend starting out? What was your intro song that was playing tonight and want Cena Edge at WrestleMania 40? Uh, yes, I would love to see uh, Cena Edge one more time before Edge retires. Uh, my intro song was called The Watcher by Andy James. And my weekend, uh, I don't know what I'm doing this weekend, bro. I, I need a haircut. I don't know where to go to get my haircut. It's been a while. Um, I'm going to rest from the gym today because we did uh, barbell deadlift for uh, five reps or five sets of five at 225 today. So we moved up to 225. And then we did the dumbbell chest press laying down. We did, uh, we did uh, I think, 65 pounds at one point today just to kind of test it out. So we did a couple sets of those, and I'm sore as a motherfucker today. But we got the the barbell deadlift, man, up to 225. Genius wanted uh, three sets today. I gave him five. Going to pound Ryan Satin into the fucking grave. Not really. Anyway, um... Jaxo, thank you so much, brother. Uh, Captain Solo with a $10 super chat. 
Who do you think has come along further as far as in-ring skills, Gigi Dolan or JCJ? Neither one of them. Neither one of them. I think they're both green as fucking grass. Um... Jackson with another $20 super chat. I really love that Ray finally a Dominic, also Charlotte, and respect in the same sentence caused me to laugh. She did not respect the NXT Black and Gold Women's Division when she went and wrecked it. It wasn't the same afterwards. No. Now, Charlotte ruined that entire division, man. And JD and Ryan Satin coexist. No. Yeah, Charlotte and Respect in the same sentence is uh, a laughable fucking uh, promo, to be honest with you. I, I agree, Jack. So, uh, Michael Reed with a $5 super chat. If you were able to book it, who would Cody's opponents be during his eventual title reign? Gunther should be the one to take it at WrestleMania 40. Uh, I don't know who, but if Randy Orton isn't one of them, they're doing something wrong. Um, Rob, speaking of impact, uh, I may, I may be doing an NXT live stream reactions on Saturday afternoon because I'm not, I'm not reviewing the show. So for the first time ever on this channel, I, I may be doing a live stream reaction. You can watch the show with me and I'll react live to the show. We'll, we'll have some snacks. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll shoot the shit. We'll play some music. We'll have a couple cold beverages, and then we'll get ready for WrestleMania. So I'm thinking about doing that uh, instead of doing an actual review for the show because, I mean, that's just more of my energy I don't want to really waste. And I would rather save that for WrestleMania. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. J.D., if CM Punk comes back, Tony Khan can kiss Kenny, Matt, Nick, Adam Page, and Chris Jericho goodbye. Um, I will talk about that on Sunday, Joseph. I don't give a shit what is going on. The only thing that I'm concerned, the only thing I wonder, and the only thing I care about is if Tony Khan has talked to CM Punk about coming back. That's all I care about. And what, what those discussions have become what have those discussions look like but I will say that whatever punk did whatever punk posted on Instagram and then quickly deleted things looked to be heading in the right direction for a comeback and I honestly believe that what he did on Instagram kind of ruined his fucking chances of a comeback unless unless it's all unless it's all the work I don't think Tony Khan... Listen, I can't sit here and tell you that, you know, they're going to fire him. They're not going to bring him back. When 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 Tony Khan fires him and, lets him and buys him out of his contract, then I'll believe it. I just don't see that happening. And I said this on Twitter today. I'm going to reiterate it again. AEW TV is better with CM Punk on it. There's no refuting that fact. There's no refuting that fact. AEW TV is better with CM Punk on it. I don't give a shit what you feel about him. 
I don't give a shit what you think about him. I don't give a shit if you want him gone because you think that he's going to go back into the locker room and do the same thing over and over again, and he's nothing but a cancer and a disease to any locker room that he's in. AWTV is better with Punk on it. The interest is better. The interest in the product is up. The vibe is completely different. Merchandise is through the roof. Live gate is through the roof. Pay-per-view numbers are fucking through the roof for Tony Khan. Story is better when he is there. The show is must-see when he's there. That's the vibe he brings. If you don't like that, then you don't like the truth. And you're evading the truth. You're avoiding the truth for whatever reason. Simple. You can hate him all you want. I'm not telling you you can't like him. But don't tell me that AEW TV is not better with with, with CM Punk. Don't tell me that you don't believe that. Give me a break. Thank you, Joseph, for the $5 super chat. Uh, Marzi Christ with a $199. you are the goat. I got a cold Ciroc lemon. OTS. Yeah! Thank you, Marzi. I appreciate you, brother. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. How about the ultimate swerve of Sammy turning on Kevin, helping the Usos retain and... You guys are crazy, man. Rejoining the bloodline. Nobody sees it coming. No, no, no. Tag team titles. Night one. Sending the crowd home happy. Jaxo with a 20 bomb. If CM Punk comes back, then Tony Khan can kiss Kenny, Matt, Nick, Adam Page, and Chris Jericho goodbye forever. Did you just repeat what Joseph Taylor wrote, bro? Are we copyright infringing Joseph Taylor of all people? Thank you, Jaxo. Captain Solo, uh, $2 super chat. JD, you don't enjoy a good eggplant of Parmesan. No, I don't like eggplant. I do not eat eggplant. I enjoy a good meatball parmesan. I don't eat eggplant. I don't eat fish. I don't eat veal. I rarely eat pork. Depends on how it's cooked. Honestly. I might as well be a fucking fake Italian. It's me, Mario. Tutti Fruity with a 199. Favorite WrestleMania match that doesn't include HBK. Shawn Michaels. Um, can't include Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart versus Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 in their fabled submission match. West Coast Samoan with a $5 super chat. Guinness is greater than PBR. Yeah. Man, I seen a, a poll on Twitter tonight where people were voting wh- which is the better beer, PBR or Guinness. And 64% of the vote had PBR. Now, you're talking to someone that's actually been to the Guinness brewery, took a fucking class on all Guinness, and, and got a certificate on how to pour a proper Guinness, drank Guinness the entire fucking trip, have been drinking Guinness for years, I've drank my fair share of PBR as well when I didn't know shit about beer. Bro, if you if you think PBR is a better beer than Guinness, man, you should have your beer drinking privileges revoked. Seriously. 
and John Ten with a 199 super chat. Do you think Orton returns at Mania? Yes, I do. What does Orton do at Mania? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he costs Cody the championship. I have no fucking clue. We will figure that out next weekend. But I do believe the reports of Randy Orton being there next weekend. Uh, Ricardo Linnell with a 499 Super Jet PBR equals impact. Get out of my fridge. Hashtag get out of my fridge. Captain Solo, you've never had a PBR? Keep it that way. PBR is fucking awful. It is basically piss-flavored beer. Anyway, guys, uh, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. I had a, I had a fun time tonight. Hopefully, I made you laugh. Hopefully, uh, I gave you the review that you guys usually come for. Um, it's going to be a big week, man. It's going to be a big week. Starting, I may have an extra up tomorrow. I'm not really sure uh, uh, what's going on. I, or I may just take the day off and just upload some shorts and then just come back with uh, the live stream on Sunday. Should be a big show Sunday night. So make sure you guys uh, tune in to Sunday night, man. We're going to go. Oh, there's so much CM Punk stuff, man. Uh, I may even ask Jesse to be on the show, to be honest with you. But uh, we'll figure it out. And uh, should be a great week, man. OTS on Sunday night. Monday Night Raw go-home show for WrestleMania on Monday. Tuesday, we might be streaming Resident Evil 4. Wednesday, Dynamite. Thursday, live stream in the afternoon. Friday, my mother's basement. My mother's basement. Can't wait, man. Should be great. Should be awesome. Thank you guys for joining me tonight, man. Please hit that thumbs up. We need 50 more likes for 800. I'd love to get to 1,000. I know we will once this gets published, but we could get as close to 1,000 as possible, man. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for the Super Chat love tonight. Thank you for the recommitments to the VIP club. Thank you for the new memberships tonight. Thank you for almost 2,000 live here tonight. Awesome stuff. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the existing content on the channel on the homepage this week if you missed anything. And check out The Ridge, man. Ridge.com slash scripts. 40% off celebrating their 10-year anniversary. Guys, if you don't see me tomorrow in the sub boxes, you'll see me live on Sunday night right here from the venue on Off The Script. Going to be a big, big show. So join me then, man. Have a great night. Have a great Saturday. And I'll see you Sunday live right here on OTS.